Welcome to this week's Technocast, brought to you by the National TUP SSO Franchise Owners Association. My name is Joe Gall, and I am a three-store MCO down in South Florida. Um, I found an article in the Business Insider online. It's called, The Customer is Always Right. Whoever came up with that saying, I want to look them right in the eye and then punch them right in the mouth. There's some debate about where that phrase, the customer is always right, originated. It is most often attributed to Harry Gordon Selfridge, the Wisconsin board retail magnate who got his start as one of the nation's first department stores, which was called uh, Marshall's Fields, before building a department store empire of his own in London. But before Selfridge, there was a, there was Cesar Ritz, who built the first uh, Ritz Hotel in the late 1800s. According to A.E. Hotchner's 2012 piece in Vanity Fair, Ritz created a code for, of conduct for his hotel staff that stated, among other mandates, if a diner complains about a dish or the wine, immediately remove it and replace it. No questions asked. Ritz reportedly used a slightly tweaked, though similarly definitive turn of phrase, the customer is never wrong. In this case, two never wrongs don't always make them always right. And Cesar Ritz was dealing with a very rich uh, clientele, uh, you know, the high society, high society snobs, if you will. If there's one unifying theory among American shoppers is that they are always right. After all, that's what we've been taught to believe for over a century, that the customer is never wrong, at least inside the four walls of a Starbucks or a Walmart, or in our case, the UPS store. It's, it's an ethos that has guided everything from the rise of early de- department stores to post-World War II suburban malls, and in more recent times, an e-commerce behemoth like Amazon. But now, 18 months into the pandemic, it's clear that not only that the mantra indelibly baked into American shopping's experience is also dangerous. It's created a sense of entitlement among shoppers that has led to aggression and even violence towards retail workers. We've gone past the point where the retailer was in charge to a point in society where the customer is in charge. Mark Cohen, an adjunct professor and director of retail studies at Columbia University, told Insider, Uh, Regardless of the origin of the phrase, there's no doubt that this has infiltrated the retail world, particularly in the U.S., but according to Cohen, it wasn't until after World War II that things shifted in America. The interstate highway system allowed recently returned servicemen to move out out of the urban centers into suburbs, and the department stores followed, becoming an anchor tenant at newly built shopping malls. In order to lure the influx of middle-class customers, Cohen said, retailers started making promises. It was satisfaction guaranteed, returns permissible anytime, forever, he said. There were an enormous array of promises, all intended to assure customers that they had had no fear of doing business with them. You know, fast forward into modern era and the rise of Amazon, the retail behemoth has made customer focus the cornerstone of its business, so much so that um, one of its guiding principles is entitled customer obsession. Leaders start with the customer and work backwards, it reads. They work vigorously to earn and keep the customer's trust. But Amazon has often had to sacrifice its own workers in the process of pleasing the customer. And while obsessing over the customer might uh, want, what the customer might want has led the to the groundbreaking new products like the Kindle e-reader or the ability for batteries to arrive on your doorstep in less than 24 hours. It's also meant that with the 200 million prime subscribers and counting that the ethos has pervaded customer culture, creating a world where many believing many believe in getting anything you want whenever you want it should be the norm, not the exception. The pandemic has revealed just how much power it has 
been ceded to the American consumers, or perhaps more accurately, how much power consumers believe that they should have. When the coronavirus struck last March, retail workers across the country were charged with enforcing government or store policies around masks. Employees said that they were afraid to ask shoppers to wear masks upon entry out of concern of their own safety. Customers who didn't get their way, workers feared, will get violent. You know, the same thing has happened in our stores over the masks. Every customer has become a coronavirus expert. So if we wore a mask under our nose, we would hear about it. If we were sitting in the back without a mask on, we would hear about it. If uh, other customers came in without masks on, we would hear about it. You know, I at one point got frustrated and snapped back at the customer. said, look, I'm, I'm not the mask police. I just don't want to start trouble. But those fears were warranted, of course. In May of last year, a security guard at the Family Dollar Store in Michigan was shot and killed after he stopped a customer from coming into the store because her daughter wasn't wearing a mask. One month later, a grocery store cashier in Atlanta was shot dead following a mask dispute, said the police. And just this week, tourists were captured on video attacking a hostess at the New York City restaurant Carmine's after she asked for proof of their vac- vaccination status. Last month, the city began requiring patrons to be at least uh, partially vaccinated in order to dine indoors. You know, reports of workers being attacked or customers uh, becoming chaotic or aggressive have become commonplace over the last 18 months. In fact, 80% of workers said in a poll earlier this year that they've experienced hostile behavior of customers who didn't want to follow safety protocols, and 39% said that they were leaving their jobs because of it. Um, Side note, no wonder we're having a hard time filling uh, our available positions. Nobody wants to do it. Uh, Some workers and employees are trying to bring attention to this issue. Last month, employees at the Los Angeles McDonald's held a rally outside the restaurant to protest what they described as a pattern of violence in the hands of customers. And Gap recently teamed up with competitors like uh, H&M, American Eagle, and Ralph Lauren on a campaign to encourage shoppers to show support for workers who are being harassed by other customers. But those measures won't be enough to curb the bad behavior from customers who believe that they have the right to do so, to do as they please in, cus- uh, in stores and restaurants. You know, in our stores, our biggest problem has become uh, our Amazon customers. They don't understand that free doesn't always mean free. A free return doesn't mean you get a free box or free tape job or a free uh, label print. Most will understand if you explain it in a common, rational way. It's just those few that get angry and take it out on us and just to raise our blood pressure. You know, me as an owner sometimes lose my patience with these people like that. Uh, me as a manager, on the other hand, um, of my people try to teach them that they need to be calm and get them out of the store as soon as possible without creating a scene which means giving in to them this time. Hopefully we educate them for next time. But Amazon really is, in this, in our case anyway, Amazon is at fault. You know, these complaints are their customers and they should have a QR code instead of a label for their customers. You know, if we had a QR code, it would be free and we would not be discussing it again. The very code should also say to the Amazon customers before they shove their phone in our face that the item needs packaging. It's that simple and they just don't get it. And we get a lecture from San Diego about how to be nicer and do it for free. Um, Because they firmly believe that the customer is always right. You know, they are the bosses of the retailers. You know, our second biggest problem is UPS. You know, late or missed deliveries, no guarantees, or no way of reaching them on the phone with the regular 800 number. You know, their problems become our problems and it's simply not fair to us. To finish the article, uh, we have to be careful about how much gas we put in the tank and what kind of license we give our customers to do business with us, Cohen said. 
I think that retailers are going to be a lot more careful about portraying themselves as wide open opportunities for customers. You know, it makes me sick to listen to these entitled people. It has become a society norm to give to get up in someone's face and yell at them. You know, bad behavior is rewarded, as you see on TikTok or Instagram views, instead of facing the consequences of their actions like it used to be. You know, retailers don't fight back as much anymore. You know, we as businesses are afraid to fight back and we don't want to get a bad review or, you know, lose business. So we give in and lose again and again. But I don't believe the customer is always right saying. I believe in educating my customers one at a time. If they insist on everything should be free, then they can go somewhere else to find what they need. Those that want to bitch and complain, I have no problem firing them as customers. That's just me talking, of course. I want my managers to be strong, but not give in as, as much as they should. You know, it's hard to do, granted, and it's even harder to do when we don't get the support from San Diego. They want us to give in because the customer is always right. But I think they're wrong. They just don't want to deal with our customers just as bad as we don't want to deal with them. You know, it's my store. I'll do what I need to do to stay in business. You know, if I fight by a card, I'll probably be out of business, and that's on me. If I calmly demand respect, I think that'll be okay. That's been my mantra now for 20 years, and I just need a few more of those before I retire as, of course, a retailer. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, be strong, be safe, be profitable. And that's what it's all about, always.